time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hey, thanks for taking some time to join us this week on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Thanks for being here this week, Glenn. Looking forward to our conversation today as we take a look at some of the conventional wisdom in the financial world and Boy, I can't wait to discuss with you if these are, in fact, good wisdoms or bad wisdoms. I don't know if that's the right way to, to describe a, a wisdom, but <laughs> are, are, are these rules we should follow? Are these things that we should really lean into in our retirement preparation? Those are kinds of the questions we're going to be asking on today's show. So this should be fun. Yeah, I'm, that's, I'm looking forward to it, Walter. <laughs> I'm going to guess that a, a lot of our listeners have heard about some of these rules, but I'm going to guess that a few of these might not be as uh, widely known as well. But we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, should we follow these rules or are we crazy to uh, to kind of follow and, and let these lead us blindly through our retirement preparation? Where is there good guidance embedded in here and where is there not? So that's what we're going to be breaking down through. Uh, we got about six of these rules or pieces of conventional wisdom to break down on the show today. So the first one, Glenn, I think is probably the most popular one. That would be the rule of 100. Anybody planning for retirement has probably heard that one pop up at some point in time. Can you break that one down for us? Yeah, so the rule of 100 is is a basic thing where this is, you know, you take you take the number 100 and then you subtract your age and then you're looking at the you know the, the you know the percentage of risk that you might want to be thinking about or or the the, the you know in your in your portfolio and so you know obviously the older you get then what this rule is is, is leading you to is 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 less risk you know as as you get older and, and as you advance in life right and in general you know that's a you know i i think that's good uh you know basic concept for the vast majority of people it doesn't fit with everybody obviously i mean there's there's no such thing as a one size fits all i mean there's a lot of different folks that have you know different different scenarios you know and what they what they're heavily you know leaning into or what they need to have access to and and where they're going to be drawing their income from you know through you know through the retirement years but in general you know the the i, I don't know if you know, if, we, if we want to think in terms of it you know just that precisely you know to the idea of you know of taking your age in 100 but i think i think walter you know when when i'm looking at that i i think that's a good starting place and then and then you start you know chunking down into the into the specific details of a particular person or or a married couple and what it, you know what is their situation and you know and how do we vary off of that or it, do we vary off of that you know and and it's uh but you know the and I think most people are are familiar with the concept as is as you as you get older and you're and you're getting closer and closer to retirement or maybe you're in retirement that you you know you really want to be paying close attention to how much risk you're taking, and I would even say, you know, the the, the risk that you're taking based upon the the monies that you're going to need access to now or in the future, or where is that? You know, we've talked a little bit about that, you know, in a number of different um, of, of episodes of of the of the idea of diversification in terms of time frames. And so, you know, it's it's a uh, it's something it's something that I I think is 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 very much worthwhile for folks to think about and to plan with. And you know, sometimes it's it's you know it's it's underutilized. I find it interesting that some of these, Glenn, yeah, it's like okay, you could follow this blindly, 
or if you say, okay, it's it's not a good one to follow blindly, well, you don't necessarily throw it out, right? Like, you put that into some great context there. Like, hey, you know what? The Rule of 100, like, a professional advisor is not going to base their plan around this very simple equation. But if it gets the conversation started, if it gets people with a very early look of like, okay, let's look at the very first line of defense. Like, are we even somewhere close to this to this rule, to this piece of guidance? If it opens up to further discussion, then it's kind of serving a good purpose in that way. So not necessarily to be thrown out just because it's not perfect, if that makes sense. Right. Well, I mean, there's very few. I mean, there's very few absolutes that are that, that you know that fit in all cases, right? I mean, we, it, we, we know, you know the, the we know the, uh, the the theme of this show is it depends, right? <laughs> well, it, it does. It does depend, and you know, and and I mean, and general rules of thumb are are there for a reason, right? Because I mean, because they they they've been around for a while, and they, and they have they have some application, but you know, but it, it's again, it comes down to how literal, and you know, and and you know, you've got to always look at the the specific you know circumstance. As to you know, as uh, you know, what it, what are, what things are going to uh, to possibly you know shift it a little bit, right, or possibly mm-hmm. shift it a lot. But um, you know, it, it's again, it's it's a starting place, and and uh, it makes sense. I mean, it, it you know the 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 rule of one hundred and all, you know a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today. I mean, they they've been around a while, and and they, and they took some time you know to develop. So it's you know the, you know you just don't throw them out, you know. But but at the same time, you don't necessarily just you know fully adopt them either. It's it's just like you know you just you know grain of salt kind of you know, kind of thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Our next one is the seventy five percent rule. However, some people call this the 80% rule, so it depends. It's probably like uh, what part of the country you're in, what they call it, soda or pop or cola, that kind of thing. So (laughs) what's the 75% or 80% rule? Yeah, I mean the idea that it's just like, well, you're only going to need seventy-five or eighty percent of your income, you know, that you that you had during your working years when you when you move into retirement. And I don't know that this 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 particular concept and this particular rule is is one that that I have a I have one of the hardest times with because you know I, I, there's, there's not that many people that I know of that you know that are that are moving into retirement that are wanting to spend less and you know and and do less and certainly there's going to be certain expenses that they're going to not have, you know, in terms of, you know, maybe, maybe traveling back and forth to work and, you know, maybe eating out more during the, during the day, you know, or during the week and, you know, and those kinds of things. I mean, there, there's, you know, or, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, they're, depending upon what kind of job they do, you know, they might have, you know, you know, they, they might have a dry cleaning bill, just any number of things that, you know, that are, that are there that are going to go away. The challenge is, is that there's going to, in all likelihood, going to be some things that replace those, those things, you know, and, and you got to be careful with that. You know, I always ask folks, you know, when when we're when we're talking about retirement planning, the uh, the idea that you need less in retirement in terms of income, you know, it's like, well, you know, just ask yourself, just as you know, just as a as a general rule, you know, what days of the week do you tend to spend more money? And most people will, you know, they'll think about it for a little while, and they think, well, okay, you know, in terms of discretionary spending, it's probably on the weekend, right? Well. You know, when you retire, you know it's 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 you know the the days of the week are still Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, etc. But the the reality is is that more days of the week feel like the weekend, right? Because you're not going into work necessarily, and so there's the you have more you know free time, and so that free time tends to lead you to wanting to do something, and you know, oftentimes those whatever you're doing could potentially you know have some expense to it. So 
you know, and most people want to and be able to do things and enjoy their life and their lifestyle, and that's why they've worked all these years. So it's you know, the, the, I have to, uh, that. This one's a tough one for me because I I find that there's not too many people that want to reduce their you know reduce their you know their spending or their cash flow or their or their monthly income by you know twenty or twenty five percent just because they're retiring. And and it's you know this this one is a this one's a little challenging as as as, as at least I've seen it in application in the real world. Yeah, the, uh, th- those rules are definitely ones that, um, you know, that, that's another theme in some of these rules. They may have been right at one point, and then they kind of get out of favor as time goes on. So that's yeah, a good, yeah. good reminder of that, Glenn. Well, and I, I and I, but that that said, I mean, there are there are there are some folks that you know that where it's you know it, that's very true, right? I mean, you know, there the particularly if you're you know kind of a homebody, right, and you like to stay at home and you and and, and those kinds of things. I mean, there there again, it's there's an application of this rule, but again, it's, I think you got to be really careful in terms of in terms of saying, you know having it apply across the board for everybody, and you know, in those kinds of you know those kinds of situations. It really, it really does depend, you know, and again, it, it's a, it's a starting place to, you know, you just to, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that and see, you know, does it, does it really apply? Sometimes maybe yes. And sometimes maybe no, I just don't think it necessarily applies as much, right? Because, you know, I mean, in, in, you you go back a generation or two, you know, and and uh, there probably wasn't quite as much travel and as quite as many different things to do and get involved in, and there were more people who were more homebodies, and there still are those folks today, but but I don't think it's I don't think it's as universally applicable. Well, that's a great point too, Glenn. So that's the seventy five percent or the eighty percent rule, depending on how you hear that one. Good breakdown there. All right, how about this next one? This next one's a little bit different of a rule than we've covered so far uh, because this one's kind of math, Glenn. So I don't know if we can say this is a bad rule because it's, it's, it's truth. <laughs> uh, it's just an equation, essentially. Uh, the rule of 72, what's that one all about? So the rule of 72 is just like if you were thinking in terms of if you're putting money away in retirement or you're, you know, you're, you know, you're saving and, and you're looking at your, at your rate of return and that kind of thing. If you take 72 and you divide it by, you know, the, that rate, you know, it'll, it'll tell you, you know, how fast your, your, your money, you know, should double. Right. And, you know, that obviously, as you say, I mean, you can't really refute that in terms of, I mean, it's math is math. Right. And so, it, you know, it is what it is. And and um, that that said, it, you know, how do you how do you how do you look at that? Well, you kind of look at that in terms of, you know, how old are you? What's your time horizon? You know, how are you positioning your portfolio? Are you are you being are you being overly aggressive? Are you being are, are you not being aggressive enough? But you want to kind of be thinking along the lines of it's just like you know well if you if you have if you have a particular portfolio, um, you know in you know and let's say that you're 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 moving into retirement. Well, you know you've saved you've basically saved most of what you're going to save, if not all of what you're going to save, and then you then you have to look at well how much income is that going to be producing for you, and and then it's not just a it's just not necessarily a clear cut. Oh well, my rate of return, you know, you know, would be this, and then then I have then I have this this much, um, you know, assets grown because you're you're starting to draw down on your assets. You're starting to you know to pull money out, and even if and even if you're not necessarily you know having to do that or need to do that, I mean, there there are things called required minimum distributions. The tax law changes have changed those 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 ages and whatnot a little bit, but there's still there's it's a bit of a different calculation in terms of you know just the universal you know applicability of of this rule because 
it is what it is in terms of math, but there's a difference between the accumulation years, um, you know, where you're where you're looking to just, you know, for for, you know, for growth and, you know, and putting money away and trying to grow that, you know, grow that uh, that nest egg, so to speak. And then, then there's the and then there's the preservation and distribution years that you move into. And then and then it's a it's a it's a different scenario. It doesn't mean that you're not looking to have you know growth on your assets or growth on your income, but it's 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 a different it's a little bit different calculation because you're you're not in that position where you're only putting money in. In fact, you you know once you reach a certain point, you're not putting new money in. You're you're literally taking money out, and so it's it's you know you you, you want to kind of evaluate where are you in life, what are your objectives, what are your goals, and you know and and how does how does that really fit you know with as 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 the rest of the rules that we're talking about. I like that breakdown, Glenn, and the rule of 72 can be helpful for folks uh, whichever direction you're going in. How fast is my money going to double? But also, how fast could you lose your money if you uh, lose half of your money if you take it the other direction? So yeah, works both ways. Uh, what about the rule of five? What is that one? So in general, the idea is, is like economic cycles, you know, that, you know, it's like on average, you know, that, that there's, a, there's a bear market every five years, you know, and bear markets obviously is the idea that, you know, that asset values, you know, decline, you know, and through economic cycles, you know, with, with a lot of the different things that have been going on with government stimulus and, and, um, and different things that have happened, you know, over, over time. And, the, you know, Kali, I mean, probably the last, the last, you know, 20 years or more, you know, as, as we've, as we've seen, you know, different things go on in the, the economy and, 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 you know, and events, you know, around the world, you know, that, that one, that one, I think it used to be, you know, more true, but there is, you know, there's, there's been more, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I there's, there's been more government intervention, you know, across the board in our country, as well as, as well as other countries, you know, in the, in the, uh, you know, across the globe, and there's been coordination with you know with some you know some countries you know you know from time to time you know and you know and probably more so than 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 a lot of people would like to you know admit to or even think about. So you know, it's the thing is you know you you always have to be aware that there's going to be corrections you know and and you know but outright outright bear markets you know they're they're fewer and far between. I mean, I certainly you know with what we've you know the year 2020. Too, you know, was 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 more like a you know a, a bear market that you know than anything we've had in you know in a long in a long time. I mean, we've had we've had you know you know corrections you know here and there. We had you know a real steep decline you know when when COVID first you know appeared on the you know on within the world. But but it's you know it's it's not it's it's not been a it's not been a rule that has has been been you know a consistent thing as much as it once was in you know you know in many years gone by. However, that said, you still have you still have declines and you still have corrections and you know and I think that you can kind of think in those terms I mean the the world moves faster right I mean the the markets are not the same as they were you know back in the you know the the 60 1960s and 70s and and even in the 80s and whatnot you know, with more and more technology, it's, you know, and, and the way that, that trading is done and, and computer algorithms are, you know, are, you know, are, are, you know, making a lot of those decisions or, or the circumstances happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, certain things get triggered, you know, that, that, that changes the speed in which, you know, lots of things happen. So this is, I think, one that needs to be, you know, evaluated over, you know, to whether or not that that really, that really fits. However, that said, I do think, you know, that you do have, you know, you know, market movement and, 
and you know what used to maybe maybe would have turned into a bear market you know and 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 you know in years gone by you know maybe ends up being a you know a faster correction but they still it still has you still have some volatility you know to the downside you know and probably you know you you want to be looking at that that it's not necessarily just smooth sailing all the time and you know and every so often you're going to have you're going to have those kinds of things happen so it's it's again it's it's a good starting place and just be aware that's like okay th- things can go in both directions and um you know and just and just be you know it's like be cognizant of what's going on in the world what's going on with the you know economic cycles and what are the influencing factors and the longer you're going without any any kind of a move in the other direction is probably a, a you know a, something to be aware of to say hmm okay thing, things tend to revert to the mean so let's let's be aware and and things don't go in one direction forever that's the rule of five, and, and why not? Let's just move right from that one into uh, doubling it, the rule of ten, but this has to do with something totally different, right? It does. It does, Walter. And the idea that, you know, the rule of 10 is, is that, you know, if you, if you saved, uh, you know, 10 times your salary um, for your retirement, you know, by the time you, uh, you know, you reach your retirement age, you know, and, you know, now we're thinking, that, you know, age, age 67 is the, is the, uh, is the, is the new, you know, you know, full retirement age is, you know, at least from, from the perspective of Social Security Administration, right? And, you know, and that's not a bad rule as a starting place like we like we've talked about. Right. It, you know, lots of people, you know, are, are you know, they're, they're going to find a lot of a lot of value in thinking about, you know, maybe maybe being pretty close to that idea. There are different situations, though. You know, again, it depends upon, you know, do you, you know what, what are you what are you going to be? You know, what are you going to be drawing your income from? And, you know, and when you're in retirement. If you have if you have pensions, you know, and if they're significant pensions, maybe one or, or more, you know, with in you know, between, you know, uh, you know, the spouses, maybe there's other monies, or maybe there's rental property. There's a number of different things that are there that um, you know in the world they, they can be different parts of of, of different ones. Um, you know, retirement plans and, and income plans in retirement. And, you know, a largely, it largely really kind of depends on, on, on all those factors. The whole idea here is, Walter, is, is that you, that you want to have, you want to have assets that have the ability to, to create income for you. And, you, you know, what, with what, you know, the different things that are there, you know, you, you have to kind of look at it as like, okay, what is my what is my what is my need for cash flow on a monthly basis or on a regular basis to be able to live the lifestyle that I that I want to live and you know so the more other things that are out there i.e it's like if you've got if you've got you know a really you know big pension and it's, and you know and it's stable and solid well that I mean that kind of that you know you know it's not it's not an account that that you can say oh I've got X number of dollars sitting in this account however it's throwing off income and 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 so it, the the more income that's coming from a source like that then you know there's not there's less of a need to have you know, a nest egg of, you know, of, of retirement accounts to be able to draw income from because you're drawing it from somewhere else. And so it's always a mixture of, you know, of, of, you know, of where, you know, of where different folks are and what, what resources they have. And there's no such thing as a one size fits all. But as we've talked in, you know, in a number of these rules, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tremendously good starting place because, you know, you, you want to, you want to really be thinking along the lines of as you're, as you're transitioning towards retirement and retirement planning, you know, and, and, you know, and, you know, and, and becoming a retiree, you think in terms of the assets that you have is, is how much income can be produced on a, on an ongoing reliable basis. 
and you know and and that that is the idea you know that that is that is kind of behind this this rule of of 10 and and having 10 times your salary saved and again it's a, there's there's some variations around it but it's it's a it's a good starting place and certainly a, a great place to start in terms of conversation last but not least glenn let's get to the 4% rule we started out with a very popular one the rule of 100 and i feel like we're ending it with another one of the more popular ones people have maybe heard about the 4% rule what should we know about that yeah well that that basic rule is saying that you know that you when you if you say you know saving for retirement you know once you retire that at least theoretically you should be able to take four, you know four percent from your portfolio each year and have it last through your life expectancy right so the idea there is is you know just to kind of break it into a, an example is for every hundred thousand dollars you have saved the idea is is that you could you 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 know you ought to be able to draw four thousand dollars out for you know for a reliable income and have it last right so and again that's again it's a good starting place in terms of conversation it has not really been you know it's not really been a a, a reliable rule in 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 recent years and and the reason being is is that you know, that rule was created you know you know quite some time ago several decades ago and interest rates were significantly higher back when they when when the when that Four percent rule was kind of developed. It is really more turned into like a two and a half to three percent rule. Although interest rates have moved up some, we'll have to see. You know the, how you know how long they stay up. Obviously, uh, the you know, Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates to you know because of you know current market conditions and inflation and whatnot. But the, the you know the whole idea is is that you know what is your withdrawal rate that you can take from your from your retirement savings? And again, it kind of depends a little bit upon how it's positioned and what are your other resources and those kinds of things. But the idea is is that there there is some number that you're that most people are going to need to be planning you know planning with. And historically, it's been the idea of the four percent rule. But that four percent rule obviously has an asterisk by it because it's you know it depends upon what are the current market conditions and what can be reliable and and that kind of thing but you know the you know it's it's really about how much can you draw out and send and and have your money still last and have your accounts last through through your know, through your life expectancy and or your you know you, you and your spouse right you know the household how is that going to how is that going to work and and again i it, it's i i don't i don't like to really just just outright just completely rely on it because it's I, I don't think it's as reliable as it once was but it's you know like i say we we want it we want to have we want to come to some ideas as to how much can be withdrawn and still be comfortable that it's like okay that this is this is a this is a plan that that, that can work and, and and sustain you know through through your retirement years well, that's a great breakdown, Glenn, of all these different rules, these pieces of conventional wisdom in retirement planning, challenging some of these, affirming others. Appreciate your breakdown of each and every one. So there you have it. If you have any questions about any of these rules that we've covered on the show today, pick up the phone, give Glenn a call at 336-291-3535 is the number. That's 336-291-3535. You can also go online to roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. And schedule your time for a free consultation right there from your smartphone or computer at a time and place that's convenient for you. Again, that's RoadmapFinancial.com. Well, Glenn, thank you for breaking these down for us, and uh, it was a great episode today. We'll look forward to another great conversation next week. 
All right, Walter. Take care. All right. You as well. That's Glenn. I'm Walter. We'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Mm-hmm.